1: Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630
0: Chad. All right, 3-0. Blue Jays lead the Orioles in the top of the eighth. Stingers tip off in half an hour against the Rattlers at the Expo Center. River Hawks lost 8-4. The game started at 11 a.m. A lot of school kids there. We had Randy Gregg, managing director of the Riverhawks, on the show earlier this week. 8-4 for Camloops over the Riverhawks. Uh, of course, a uh, lot to talk about tonight. We're uh, getting your reaction to the Golden Knights winning. Actually, we're... Kellen's kind of compiling those for a little bit later on in the show. Mm-hmm. We had Marty Baran on talking about the Golden Knights' victory and some of his thoughts on the orders. And uh, of course, I was just talking about a, a, a difficult day to see some of my uh, broadcasting colleagues at TSN 1260 lose their jobs today. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Before we get to our guest, Kellen, what do we have?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh Coach Mike texting in says, "Hey, Reed. Sad day in local sports radio. FTSN 1260 shutting down. Having a toddler became a priority over the last few years, so listening to your show was put on the back burner. I will tune in more often now with you and Stoffer. The only local sp- uh, sports radio shows in town. Cheers from Coach Mike."
0: Well, and that's what. Uh, okay, obviously on one level, people lost their jobs. That that saddens me. But yes, I, I mean and i'm i'm not saying i i am perfect and obviously there is one team in this town that gets the bulk of the attention and has the bulk of the following and i'm not going to apologize for talking about them um but yeah it is supposed to be local shows i, I mean in the last 6 weeks kellen we've had you know, Jelena Margenovich on the show, mm-hmm. a, a boxer. We had Jason Dusett come on the show. He's a fly fisherman. Yes. I mean, we do do other things. And, and at, at 1260, they would do other things mm-hmm. and, and talk about local stuff. I mean, we've done Stinger stuff on the show. We do a lot of U of A here throughout the year. I, and I know guys at the, the people at 1260 did that as well. So that's what saddens me is, is that, you know, one show can't do everything. And one host can't know everything so maybe there's another host that is going to know about um i mean i make no secret i don't know as much about car racing auto racing you Mm -hmm. know more Mm -hmm. and we do segments on that but maybe i'm not always the best guy to talk about it maybe somebody Mm -hmm. uh, you know i'm just i'm just giving examples so that's what that's what is a a bummer for me from a coverage standpoint You, you hope that uh and and we've lost tv sports departments in in recent years or they've been scaled down so who's telling these local stories you know the the oilers are going to get coverage the elks are going to get coverage uh beyond that i mean even sometimes the oil kings i think should get more than than they do And, and u of a and then there's all the other stuff and again i am not perfect this show's not perfect uh but we try to do as much as we can and find the best stories that we can um but it's better to have a variety of people doing that so that 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 hurts.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken texts in and says, I know the boys down the dial have referenced you in, f- in favor or favorably in the past. Unfortunately, they won't get the chance anymore. Well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, really,
0: I, I uh, – no, I didn't always see everybody from that station because there were some producers and stuff that wouldn't be uh, out and about as much. I, I got along and everybody in that station. Like, I'm not – I'm. I'm not. My my personality generally is that. Oh, I host a sports show, so I'm gonna hate mm-hmm. other people who do sports shows. Who like I always viewed. Uh, well, I view other people in the media as as colleagues and human mm-hmm. beings, and not competitors. And plus, yeah, sure, there might be competition, but it's not like competition in hockey where you're you can actually stop the other person from doing his job like i'm not you know do i want to do a good show yes if jason greger had a good show i would think good for him i would i would think that's good i, I guess i gotta i gotta praise my game or, or keep up or find my own ideas or stuff like that so, but I, I appreciate that text i mean like again um I, it's it's just sucks and i i i reached out to a lot of the people i know there's not much you can say except sorry but yeah it, it, it is too bad on a variety of levels all right uh we will welcome a guy who works at our all sports radio station in calgary sports at 960 pat steinberg of course he uh, hosts the flame game flames games has a talk show what's your talk show called again flames talk pat talks about You're the right. flames flames Talk. Very, right. very simple show almost as simple as oilers now
2: not quite well, that's even more specific because, like, right now we're talking about <laughs> the <right>. Oilers. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the whole, uh, there's uh, we we've really simplified. There's Flames talk. There's Leafs talk. There's Canucks talk. We've really gone heavy into the talk across our network. I like it. It's nice to, it's nice and simple. Rolls off the tongue.
0: Now, now, having all joking aside, uh, I mean, look, we. Like a lot of, I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, well, this only happens in broadcasting. A lot of people in a lot of businesses over the years, for whatever reasons, maybe have had layoffs, their offices shut down. You know, I I have a buddy who works in tech. I think he's been laid off three times in the last 15 years or so. I mean, unfortunately, it happens. Uh, But but in your position, you're on an all sports station. When you see what happened today, uh, how does that make you feel?
2: it's absolutely gut punch. I, uh, it's funny about, uh, two minutes before Kellen called, uh, Gregor finally got back to me and that's not in a bad way. I just imagine his phone was absolutely inundated with text today, but I had, uh, I had messaged Gregor this morning, uh, just saying, you know, same thing. Like, what more do you say other than, uh, you're a damn good sports radio host and, um, and you'll land on your feet, but also this news sucks. And I'm sorry. And thinking about you guys up there and I, uh, uh, yeah, I really respect the the uh, look. I mean, uh, first of all, I've, I've always appreciated the market that is. Edmonton is just such a rabid sports market. Um, I, I love my city, and I, I think Calgary is a, is a very strong sports market when it wants to be. But just taking a look at the engagement that uh, everybody gets on social media in Edmonton and, and the ratings that are brought in on television and radio and, and you know, the, really – the, the, the fact that 1260 existed for 20 plus years or whatever it was with Without ever having rights to either of the two main properties in that city, is a testament to how good a market it is. And and you know, it's it's too bad that it had to end today. But they built something pretty special there. You know what uh, what Bryn Bryn started, Bryn Griffith started there, and and what Jason Greger has built over the last 20 years on on that show, and what Dusty's done in the mornings, and it's, it's it's awful uh, you know it's and and yeah you're right it it happens in every industry and and losing one's job is kind of part of the part of the the experience that you know the vast majority of anybody in any industry goes through but when it's such a small, close-knit industry like the one that we're a part of, and now I think we're down to six all-sports radio stations in the country, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a really sad day. So there's a lot of talented people that lost jobs today, a lot of talented people in front of and behind the mic who I think will land on their feet, and I, I wish nothing but the best for. But Yeah, it's too bad. It doesn't, I I, just, it feels like it doesn't need to be like this. And yet, I also understand the changing landscape that is media. I I just, it's awful to see when stuff like this happens. And then, and the last thing that I, I would say about it is that. You know, if you're a listener, if you're a, if you're a listener to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, and then one day it just hey, Inside Sports is done. That's usually the way it happens in our industry. Well, then all your loyal listeners never get an opportunity to like actually say goodbye. You never get to do that last show. Like, Gregor never got to do a last show, and Nielsen didn't get to do a last show. It's just it. it so all these loyal fans, who you know, these 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 listeners who bring these people into their lives on a daily basis, and you know your drive your drive home or your drive to work is is a tradition to have these guys in your car, and you kind of feel like you get to know them. And then all of a sudden, you don't get to actually have a farewell show. It's a it's a kick in the gut. I I just I hate it. It's uh, I remember when all those sports radio stations got the chop. Uh, in what September of 2021 or January of 2021 or whatever it was um, that that was that was a day that really really was tough to swallow and then to see this again and it's not just You know, the all sports radio is what hits home the most, but a lot of a lot of good media folks lost jobs today, and it's uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of cuts in one day.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're right. It was. I mean, in Edmonton, it's we're a lot of talk about twelve sixty, but I'm seeing you know Bell employees, obviously across uh, across the country in in television and stuff too, are are uh, are out of work. So yeah, thanks thanks for weighing in on that, Pat. I know it's 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 not comfortable to to talk about, and you know it, it is another company so we don't want to dive too much into whatever might have happened we don't know the whole story but it's still it still sucks anyway uh shifting gears vegas uh won last night they're they're in the division of the oilers and the flames so i guess now the storyline comes well we got to get out of the division with with the cup chap your just your impression of how they put it together to win it all
2: like they did everything the way you're not supposed to do it, didn't they? <laughs> That's um, a good point. <laughs> like the, the 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 conventional wisdom of how you build an NHL hockey team, and they well, you got to draft. You've got to draft your key players. You can't go out and make trades or use free agency to builds your team. You can augment your team, but you can't build that way. And then Vegas said, well, hold on a second. No, you don't. We don't have to do that. We can build up a bunch of draft capital of the 2017 expansion draft. And, and then we can start trading it all away and choosing the right guys. And, you know, okay. So goaltending was just a, a dog's breakfast for him this year. Didn't seem to matter. And Aiden Hill ends up being the guy that uh, gets the decision in the Stanley Cup Clincher, which is an awesome story—a Calgary kid—and and, uh, he's able to pick up the uh, pick up the win in the Stanley Cup clincher. But their number one center acquired via trade, and their other most important forward acquired via trade. Neither Mark Stone nor Jack Eichel drafted by the Vegas Golden Knights, and their most important defenseman. Uh, was signed in free agent. Their other most important defenseman was an Anaheim Ducks draft pick. They picked up in the expansion draft and one was, was one of the original six in Shea Theodore and Alec Martinez, they signed in free agency. So it just, they, they, they did everything the way that you're not supposed to do it based on what we have come to learn about how you build an NHL championship contender. And yet they did it. And I, uh, I give them a lot of credit. I really do because, you know, I know there's a lot of, um, There's a lot of people who dislike the Vegas Golden Knights, and there are dislike (laughs) a lot of them. the the only The only thing that I agree with is that. Golden Knights fans are spoiled they have not had to there's been no running or, or wading through the muck like Flames and Oilers fans have had to deal with over the last two decades they've had one year where they've missed the playoffs and they've had two years and they haven't been in the final four in their uh in their history of existence you are a spoiled group of fans but otherwise I don't have a problem with any of what George McPhee Kelly McCrimmon or or uh Bill Foley have done like I think If you're a fan of a pro sports team or you're a fan of an NHL team, wouldn't you want your owner to say, okay, I've identified that we're maybe a little bit closer than we thought we were to begin with. We're winning a Stanley Cup at all costs, starting right now here, the the people in charge of hockey, you have carte blanche to do whatever you need to win a Stanley Cup, I'll write the check. If you need me to pay three coaches at the same time, I'll pay three coaches at the same time. If you need me to buy out players, or if you need me to pay for players not to be here, or if we need to eat salary, or if you need to give up future assets to get rid of a player that we gave up a lot for, you've got carte blanche to do that. Like To me, that's what you want an owner to say. You want your owner to give you the complete keys to winning a Stanley Cup and and winning it now. But doesn't happen very often and 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 so i i respect the way that vegas went about their business even though they did it in a very ruthless and uh sometimes bordering on inhuman way of dealing with <laughs> this stuff like and, and- to win a championship and their goal was accomplished. And, you know, they are the perfect example of the NHL as a business. There's no doubt about it. Ask Max Pacioretty or ask Marc-Andre Fleury or any number of the players that have been jettisoned from Las Vegas over the last five, six years. But I, uh, I, I give ownership a lot of credit for Stanley Cup or bust. And the only other thing that I would push back on is the whole idea of them cheating because they utilized LTIR if you are a team that can utilize ltir and the mechanism is there why wouldn't you do it i would be mad at my team for not using the ltir mechanism to be able to go over the cap or or to get that cap credit in the regular season and then welcome everybody back in the playoffs. chicago did it in 2015 and uh tampa has done it in recent memory and the reasons and
0: then the reason that the teams don't want to change the rules is because what if we need to do that some year
2: exactly so
0: we can't i mean the the, ultimately it's not gary bettman making that rule all the owners and gms are like no let's leave that in there you can go over the cap in the playoffs hey uh sorry to jump in there but i want to i want to get to give me a couple minutes if you can on the flames news uh this week of ryan huska becoming becoming the coach how do you think this is going to work
2: well, I I think he's got a chance of of being successful as this team's head coach. I do. He's, you know, a lot of people have gotten upset by the term "paid his dues" when we've used that term down here over the last little bit. Like, hey, Steinberg, this isn't a union. You don't you don't get a job as a head coach because you put in your time. I get that, and that's not what I mean by paid his dues. I just mean that Ryan Huska has climbed the ladder the like kind of the conventional way. He started as a player in the Western Hockey League, transitioned to being an assistant coach in the Western Hockey League, and then was a very successful head coach in the WHL. He got his first opportunity in pro hockey from the Flames organization when they hired him to be their American League head coach in 2014. Four years later, they promoted him to the NFL. NHL staff, and he's been an assistant over the last five years, and a successful assistant. The the two areas that Ryan Huska has been tasked with um, focusing on uh, most chiefly, have been the two areas where the Flames have excelled the most over the last half decade. They've got the sixth best penalty kill in the NHL over the last five years. And their blue line and the way that they have developed blue liners and gotten blue liners' careers back on track over the last five years is the other real big strength. And those are the two areas that Ryan huska has been in charge with. So I-, I think he is... I know that it's hard or there is a feeling that it can be difficult to move from being an assistant coach to a head coach within the same locker room. And I understand some of the skepticism that exists there, but I know this guy is very well respected inside that flames locker room. He has had a lot of success as a coach. And, and I think that he's going to be one of those guys or at least has the chance of being, One of those guys to be able to make that transition successfully, and I think there are Flames fans who have a little cold feet with it because Jeff Ward, similar circumstance, did not work. You know, you go back to Jim Playfair uh, about 15 years ago, did not work. I understand that. But I, I think I, I honestly think that this was the right choice for where the organization is right now with how turbulent it's been over the last year, how turbulent it might continue to be this summer to have a guy that players trust, players respect, and you can keep a little continuity while still having a new voice in the locker room and a new voice guiding the ship i think it was the right call and i think they both a general manager and head coach i don't always subscribe to hire internal but in this circumstance i think they actually made the right call in both instances all
0: right pat thanks for hopping on hopefully uh, you and i can connect a few times here throughout the summer and uh, shoot the breeze about whatever is going on really appreciate it man
2: uh, you're a kind and benevolent human. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, I've uh, so on
0: the show today. I've been called a uh, kind, benevolent, uh, and an embarrassment. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three Steinberg from Sportsnet nine sixty in Calgary. This is Inside Sports on Chet.
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com.
0: All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. 780-496-0063. Kellen, hit me with a couple of
1: messages. For sure. Uh, Are you a Sour Sam or are you, what was it, a Respectful Ralph? Respectful Ralph. Ralph. Yes, there we go. Uh, Diane just simply says in free words, Sour Sam here. All right, fair enough. So there we go. <laughs> uh, Mikhail texts in and says, Hi, Reed, I am Sour Sam. We'll only be happy when the Oilers lift a cup not happy for no other team. Fair enough. And then uh, Ken. point, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Ken texted and says, Screw the lying, cheating, cap-breaking nights. The Dallas owner was quoted (laughs) saying, It's tough to beat a playoff team. That's $10 over the cap. I'm with Sour Sam. Regards from Ken.
0: Yeah, well, but like Steinberg and I were just saying, it's unlikely they're going to change the rule because uh, all the owners and the GMs want it in place in case they ever need to use it. Uh, Vegas, uh, obviously a very good team, though. Uh, But I I get the sourness. I've heard a lot of it over the last month for sure. A lot of you were uh, sour after the Elks couldn't get it done on Sunday. Their starting center, Mark Cordy, is going to join us next. We'll get to more of your feedback as well. Blue Jays are trying to close it up. They're 3-0 in the lead on Baltimore, top of the ninth.